Welcome to season four of Devil's Trap Podcast. On tonight's episode, we're going to learn, can Dean use the Oreos inside his ears to make a dirt cake? And Sam's hand magic. It's cosmic. Let's do this. of devil's trap podcast we are starting season four the year it all begins i'm so excited i'm so i'm so excited too um i keep i want to say something and ask you but i just took a drink of my bubblies and now i want to burp so i feel (laughs) like if i ask something you 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 know (laughs) Uh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say I'm excited to start season four, episode one. Uh, we're gonna talk about Lazarus rising tonight. Um, but first, what's going on with you? Uh, so we're coming at you from the past in the future. Is that how that works? I don't know. Uh, we basically are recording this a week earlier, and we're. You mm. think we're having a week off, but we are having a week. I, I'm very confused. I hate time travel. Um, So anyways, uh, so in these past two weeks, I know it's been very eventful with the lizard people taking over the world. I know it's been pretty, it's a scary transition, but I, for one, support our new lizard overlords. Uh, Good to know. Good to know. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm glad that Liz's crystal ball was able to uh, help us out and be prepared for this airing. Yes. Yes. You know, (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I was gonna say you want to make a want to make a, a Super Bowl prediction because that's coming up for us. But I don't even know who's playing in the Super Bowl, <laughs> which is really stupid because I've got a, a work secret that I can't tell that I can tell in like a couple of weeks. But I should know who's playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but babe, babe, Babe's favorite team is playing, so that's a big deal. I don't know who his favorite team is. I, I, Diane, why would I know sports ball shit? I know. I know. I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. All so. I know is that does mean there is going to be a puppy bowl and a kitten halftime show. So, yeah. And the puppy bowl has gotten ridiculous over the past few years. Like, they've gotten, like, I think Martha Stewart, like, and Snoop were doing it last time. Like, uh, Snoop's going to be busy this year because he's part of the halftime show at the Super Bowl. It's going to be like 90s hip hop, like, big time so yeah so but anyway i'll be i'll be entertained and i will be staying out of his way and feeding him good snacks like cheeses so that i can stay out of the way um but yeah that's all i got i don't have a lot to report otherwise we we, we both survived a recent um snowmageddon again in dal or in texas it was it was not as it was not a snowmageddon it was, it was like, like it was like a teaser of us it was like a little taste it was just a tip it was just the tip of the ice and it was a lot of ice. I was stuck in my house for a couple of days, yeah. whatever. It was fine. I don't mind. I do not mind being stuck in my house for a couple uh, of days. I I'm not allowed to leave my house for two weekdays. Oh, this is terrible. oh no. And I have a fridge full of pasta and yeah. all this wine and other things like, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. um, although I did. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, by, by this weekend, I had to drive to San Antonio and back, and it was or last weekend, whatever. By some weekend that happened in in February, it From was the t- between the time you heard from me last and now. <laughs> now I drove to San Antonio and back, and it was fine um, in my in my sporty little car. Um, mm. But man, uh, yeah, I don't so think that- it is. Oh, I know what else is going on. Um, coming soon at the end of February, Alamo Hero Con, which I used to go to in San Antonio, which is why it was called Alamo Hero Con. And right. I remember competing, like this is like a while ago. And I do remember that I actually went into the cosplay contest or the costume contest. And I didn't even get like place or anything. And I thought it was awesome because I went as Laura Craft um tomb crafter and so like i had like a laura croft outfit on except i had like jeans and not i mean black utility pants and not short shorts because um the girl um but like instead of like guns i had glue guns and i had like all sorts of like crafting shit everywhere and i love a good like costume pun and those fuckers didn't appreciate it. So fuck them. But now the the uh, con is going to be in Austin, and Mark Shepard, who Diana still doesn't know who he is, but uh, he's amazing. She knows who he is, but it's not on the show. And um, uh, Ruth Connell is going to be there, and a whole bunch of other supernatural people, including and Baby. Baby will be there. Uh, so if you're in the Austin area, come out to HeroCon. I think I'm going Sunday. I may be going Saturday too. I don't know, um, but I'll be there. I'll have to miss it. Womp womp. Womp womp. Um, Peggy will probably be there because now I kind of feel like I can just taunt supernatural people and be like, look, awesome. Rob Benedict took a picture with the possum. Do you want Rob Benedict to be better than you? And then they'll be like, fine. Like, yeah, just give me a picture of the possum. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Woo. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a Senior Vineyards Blanc de Blanc Chardonnay, and it's a. Uh, li- it's not sparkling. I thought I was opening a sparkling, but is Blanc de Blanc? I don't know. It's kind of sparkling. I don't know. I'm drinking a wine from Texas. It's yeah. white. I'm I'm drinking some to the Pedernales again. I like it. Plus, I'm about to get my shipments from a wine club. That's always the best. Restocked on my Texas wines. I like it. Well, and we're finally like spring is almost here. Not that it's a super long winter, Um, but that means it's time to go to go frolic through the hill country again and go look at all the wildflowers and get shit faced on wine. Yes, or you know, just you don't have to drink, but you know, there's lots of vineyards out there and. So why wouldn't? Why we? not? So, anyways, oh. I think we can we can jump into this episode. We we Let's got a, a few things to talk about. Um, and one thing too, I think we'll notice. Um, Laura's probably going to get creative as we start going or you know going further along and moving further away from Monster of the Week. But this will be happening, and other things will be happening too. So don't worry about that. Um, yeah, and so really excited. You know, again, I we always get to say this, but you know, it's this is Diana's first time watching watching this. Uh, yes, if this is your first time joining us, uh, just a little quick reminder that I've seen these episodes like nine thousand times, and Diana, these are her first time. So, all right, Lazarus Rising, season four, episode one. This first aired September eighteenth, two thousand eight, and it was directed by the late and great Kim Manners, and it was written by Eric Ripke. So we know like super true. 
cannons, be some good stuff going on. Um, a couple of things just about this in general. So, uh, according to the Austin Supernatural Wiki, there were a number of foilers that were released for this. Do you know what a foiler is? No. It's like a false flag to like fool people about like what's, what's going to happen in this season or in the what? episodes. So um, when they were casting it, they didn't want to put sides out for the characters because it would, if word got around, it would ruin what was going to happen this season. So the casting sides for Castiel indicated that he was a demon. And he and Misha has said that you know he prepared for this role on that that audition based on that right. So he was like, oh, I'm gonna have to be a demon, and that's how he prepared for this. Right. So, and when Genevieve, uh, Genevieve was cast, uh, he said that he issued a statement saying she would be playing a small town waitress named Christy who gets romantically involved with Sam Jared mm. sometime after Dean's death. Dean was not named in the sides, although a character named Guy appeared in order to keep the manner of Dean's reappearance a secret. Mm. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Um, one I of the foiled f- again! Foiled! <laughs> yes, I, you were foiled, but not spoiled. I, I don't know if that came before spoil. I guess not. 2008, we had the internet, so spoilers were a thing, thing. already. Yeah, I think like, and then we didn't have as much streaming, so like spoilers were really a thing. I think like also when I think of like foiler, I also think of like foods wrapped in foil. I'm just saying. I do think, yeah, I go with like foiled again. Yeah. I think of a, a little bit. I'm thinking of like a little pocket of food in a. <laughs> I just ate too. I'm not hungry. I don't know why. Go ahead. No. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> uh, the other kind of fun like showbiz fact about this one. Um, so this premiere pulled in 3.96 million viewers. And that was 33% um, above what the season three did. And the best numbers that Supernatural had ever had on CW. And it was up 42% among 18 to 19. 19- 18 to 49 year olds compared to season three. Yep. And, you know, where we get to the iPod in here, um, <laughs> this was, it was considered, uh, this is again from the wiki. I just thought it was a weird fact. So it was called like, it was an, the product placement was made in like the recall of this ranked number one in terms of recall among broadcast network product placements. So basically it meant it was recalled 2.3 times more than the average product placement. And then this kind of led to other things like, so after this is when Chuck started having like all the weird fucking like Microsoft shit in there. Like I think it's got real like heavy on some of the product, product placement. placement. Interesting. And I think it still kind of is, but I don't know if we can blame this but yeah all right ready to jump in let's go in so our recap we start this up the season i mean they obviously have a season recap a season three recap going into this kind of a refresher and it's the song we get is we get some acdc you shook me all night long going in i tried to make some notes and i'm like oh okay what's important here because they've done pretty well at like kind of like highlighting what we're leading into and so we've got a a lot of ruby lilith fighting that's what we're getting Mm -hmm. That's the key things that we're getting in this. And then obviously Dean being dead. So and yeah, and my note in that was that ACDC makes his death a lot less traumatizing. Like as he's like, they're showing him like being cut up by hellhounds and like you shook me all night long is playing. Shook me all and night it's a, it's long. a lot like it's a lot less stressful. I'm like, oh, okay. It like, it's, it's, not like, it's not nearly as upsetting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we open with um, a super tight close up of Dean's eyes with flashes of like kind of a red light, uh, kind of like a strobe flash effect with him looking around and looking quite distressed. And then one of one on my list of fears, like actual fears, like I know I get like real wussy about things. Uh, he lights a zippo and he is in a fucking coffin. Yeah, but he's alive and he's, he's in a alive. coffin and fuck it, Diana, the season four is going to do things crazy. We're going to do lore right now. Whoa, whoa. I'm going to do lore at the beginning of the fucking episode. Why not? All right. <laughs> so we are going to talk about Alice Blunden. All right. So Alice Blunden is probably going to reinforce this fear that you have because she is a woman who is buried alive twice. What? Yes, twice. All right. So we're going to travel back in time. Um, I guess whatever are the future anyways. So we're going back to England in July of 1674. And most of this is from a history of ancient town and manor of Basingstoke by F.J. Some British dude agent and J.E. Millard from 1889. Um, so this is an account from the 1600s, from the 1800s, um, and a couple have a couple other sources peppered in here, but that's mainly where it's from. And I also want to do, because this is going to be a direct quote, I don't think I'm going to do a British voice for this because it would be ridiculous, but it may just come out <gasps> naturally. All right. So we're going to talk about Mrs. Blunden. All right. So at Basingstoke, a place sufficiently known by reason of battle as Basing House. In the county of Southampton. Okay, so now we know we were in Southampton. All right, cool. That's England. Um, so there lives one Mr. Blunden, a man of considerable repute in that town, being one that drives a great trade in malt, etc. His wife was a woman who I shall not attempt to characterize because she was utterly a stranger to me. Only thus far may I venture to describe her persons that she was gross, fat woman, and had accustomed herself many times to drink brandy. So basically, this dude is calling Alice Blunden a big fat drunk, which is rude. It's fucking rude. So, you know, so her husband's a malt maker. Like, I don't know if that's malt liquor or malt, okay. like the malt okay. vinegar that goes on fish and chips. Oh, that stuff's all of that's delicious. So, I mean. I'm yeah. good with any of it. Yeah, and you know, what else are you gonna do? Fuck it, man. She had money, like they're well off. Like, yeah, yeah, get some brandy, girl. All right. And so one night Alice did not feel great, and she sent her maid to go get her some poppy water, which I'm guessing is just straight up fucking morphine or opium, you know, yeah, poppy water. And uh she, she she drank a lot of it, like a lot, and she fell into a really, really deep sleep. Such a deep sleep that everyone's like, damn, she did. So the apothecary comes and he is like, yep, she did. So they did her laying out and her husband was sent for, but he was out of town and he had to go to London. And he was like, look, can we just bury her and we can get back the following Saturday? And it was Tuesday. So he leaves or some stories. He's out of some, some accounts. He was out of town and this one, he was there and then left. Like, 
either way it's fucked up <laughs> like what the fuck do you have to do in london she, yeah, she did she did we'll take care of when i get back fuck it. it's fine whatever like i have this trip planned like i have tickets to go see what at like what is this is shakespeare like it's 1674 like there's this guy named will and he's playing at the globe that i i really these tickets are really hard to get um, so he leaves and her family was like you know it's july it's really hot and she's kind of fat and um she kind of uh is decomposing pretty fast so maybe like let's just let's just go ahead and bury her now like he'll be fine with this he's gone whatever we're just gonna do this and they're like well you don't 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 like her anyways you don't like her anyways so let's just bury her and they're like well we don't have time to get a coffin custom made so we're just gonna use this one crap it doesn't fit her like it's a little short for her and she's you know like i said she was a big woman so we're just gonna use these sticks and we're just gonna shove her in there so they shove her into this coffin and like so they can nail it shut so it's pretty much picturing like a bunch of people huh. like sitting on the lid and of this coffin just, trying this, to this, nail it shut. This, bitch, this bitch has been asleep for like days and is so unconscious doesn't feel people shoving her in a box i don't think it was days i think she was like a day out for like a day like okay. you know and yeah she just she got fucked up she got really high and she passed out so but anyway so but she's not even waking up as they're like you know trying to do that so they take her into the church and they put her on these stools and as they're doing this like one of the guys in the church is like man that coffin just moved and they're like no 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 like it's just really heavy and these stools like aren't that great it's fine so they you know they end up burying her and so that was on wednesday i guess oh no going by timeline ish i think it was like wednesday so on friday uh she was ba- the churchyard was right by a school and these kids were playing by and playing in the cemetery like you do hey kids and i'm here for you i would also been playing in there and they are also heard someone say take me out of my grave <laughs> oh no oh no and then they also heard someone screaming and they're like the fuck and of course like they ran off because they're like we're in a fucking cemetery and i'm hearing take me out of my grave so they go they go they go back to school and the schoolmaster is like you boys are full of lies like there's no way this is happening and so they're like okay and then they go back and they're like no no she's still here and so they go back to the town and they're like just basically telling everybody like there's someone alive like in the cemetery <laughs> and so the schoolmaster finally comes around and he is like oh shit i hear this too <laughs> um so they're like they then went and consulted with the ministers and the church wardens and finally they were able to dig up the grave so they big they bring her up and like she is like her body is really swollen and she's like beaten up to hell likely from trying to get out of the coffin and they're like and well, i'm using sticks to shove her ass in there yeah yeah they need to shove her so she's lying there and they're like uh i don't know they call for a doctor and their doctor like comes and he has like the mirror test right he's like well maybe she yeah she was clearly alive before but she dead now so they put her back in the coffin and they bury her again <laughs> no um wait, wait 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 hold on hold on 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. They buried her again. Um, and they put somebody in charge of there to uh to watch her overnight. On the graveyard shift. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, no, I fucked up. Okay, so this is why it's confusing. This is, you bury somebody multiple times. It's very confusing. All right. it so she's lying there at the grave, and they're like, hey, guard Bob, like, you watch her. And so, but then it started raining, so he left. And so they come back in the morning, and she's just basically lying there in her coffin. And they're like, ah, yeah, she was really dead, I guess, you know. Um and then um, they basically like uncovered. Oh, they, she was buried. Okay, I was wrong. So in the morning, they uncovered the grave again and they found that she had torn off her sheet and scratched herself and her mouth was beaten up too. And the physician was, the physician was like, nope, nope, she's real dead now. Okay, so then they buried her again. So this time, like, she's just dead. Uh, but yeah, she was like alive. Then they, buried, they were like, no, she's dead. And they put her in the grave. And then like, she was just like, woke up again in her coffin. Oh god! And then died again, or pass out again. Uh, so the uh, there was a court case that was brought um, brought forward, uh, probably by her husband. Um, he was like, "What the fuck did you guys do?" I told you um, not to bury her ass. Is what he's saying. Yeah, uh, she and, did the sh- he's like, "I know she does this. My baby likes to get high." <laughs> yeah, and so they were. Uh, they could have been found guilty of murder, but uh, the doctor basically said, "You know, look, you know, I did the ta- original test death. Uh, that mirror test has ever failed. Like it was just a really pissed off. Like it was a fucked up thing." So the town got a fine, and now if you go to the cemetery there, you can see a plaque that says, "Mrs. Blunden, wife of William Blunden, maltster, was buried alive in the cemetery in July 1674. Parliament fined the town for its negligence." Hmm. Yep. Wow. That's crazy. Alice Blunden, you poor, mm-hmm. poor drunk. And I get it. Like, <sighs> who, who among us has not drank a bunch of morphine and like, passed out for a couple of days? <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wish I had. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So one other quick thing, just because we can get all this out of the way. Well, Liz is talking, talking, talking. Dinah's like, shut the fuck up, Liz. No, no. Um, um, nah. So a uh, little fun lore about, not, like, a supernatural lore, not. Uh, yeah. Not Liz's lore. Not Liz's lore. Um, so so while he's in there, in the box, Jensen said, I didn't enjoy doing it. That scene where I climb out of the ground, I was actually in a wooden box in a big hole with a pipe coming into it for air. I had to climb down into the box, shut, for the, shut the lid, and wait for them to put sod all over it and cover it up. It was July, so much like Mrs. Blunden. I was sweating, and I had to crawl up through the dirt. All this dirt was covering my face, and it was just gross. For the shots just before that, where I wake up inside the coffin and I try to yell and I crack the wood and all this dirt dumps down on me. Somebody came up with the idea of using a pile of Oreo cookie crumbs for the dirt, like the stuff he used to make crust for cheesecake. I forget. Uh, I forgot like, my, like a dirt cake. Like dirt like, cake. A, like a literal dirt cake, right? <sighs> and he said, I forgot my earplugs, so I was digging Oreos out of my ears for a week. I don't feel bad about that. Sorry. I don't. Oh, well, I feel bad about the other stuff, but yeah, yeah, but the Oreos, I don't feel bad. I'm like, God, no, 
It's fine. That sounds delicious. It would be like surprise Oreo. Just like it's like when you take your bra off at night. It's like you use a Q-tip and you get a little snack. (laughs) It's like a fun dip for your ears. Um, There's also like when you take your bra off, like after you get home from dinner and like food just falls out, and it's just like, oh, I had snacks that were just like hiding in there. Like, oh, look, here's a tortilla chip. Let me go find some guac. Yeah. Oh, it was also I found the scene very Kill Bill too. So. It's very Kill Bill. Um, also I mean, it's, a tro- it's a trope too. It's I mean, it's used, it, it is. A, I mean, I'm not saying it's like the only thing. Like that, it's the only place it's ever been seen. But I think one of the higher profile ones would be Kill Bill. Um, Which is funny because we had culture. we had that other reference to it that the song had. Oh, wakey wakey eggs and bakey. Oh shit! There was a wakey wakey eggs and bakey, which was from Kill Bill. In like what was it like two episodes ago or like an episode last ago? Episode, I Maybe thought. in last last episode. And then this happened. Whoa! Yeah, we just broke Ooh. something. Whoa. Look at that! Whew. Look at that! All right. Well, yeah. So I do. Um, so we get Dean wakes up, has a Zippo, is beaten, trying to get out of the out of the coffin, and like the be, being buried alive in a coffin like that is like. I'm not like super claustrophobic, but I'm like that kind of claustrophobic. Fuck yeah, I am. Whatever. I think no, I think yeah, that is that is awful. No, no one wants to do that. And technically, you can't really. If you were actually buried six feet under, uh, yeah, yeah. you can't you can't climb out. You would you would suffocate from the right the, because the by the time you would you. like because the weight of the dirt would fall in so quickly that you would suffocate and not be able to get air to climb out. Right? Or yeah, unless crazy. you're like Buffy, like Buffy could get out because she can punch really fast and be like, but Dean's just like a fucking like Dean. So I wonder if he wasn't buried very deep though. It didn't. That is also fair. Like you know, if there was just like a shower planned, a Sam intentionally already said he was gonna be buried instead of burned and salted which we get to later it may have also not been a very deep grave but anyway so he gets out and, and also sam just like is like doesn't have his grave digging buddy so oh, like yeah, he so has to, to, do, he had to do it he's himself. just like, like i'm gonna like fuck man i gotta dig this grave by myself man like this one foot it's fine man it's, we're just gonna cover you with some leaves and some twigs <laughs> so um yeah i was very upset i was like this is terrifying but when he does get out um, he crawls out of the ground and there's this feet and he's in the middle of a field and there's a wooden cross marking his gravesite. And he looks around and all the trees have been flattened outwards. And as they zoom out, that shot is fucking impressive. It's a really cool shot. You got the reflect or the, the shadow of the cross on the ground, him standing there in like this perfect circle of trees that are all flattened. Yeah. Which is also a reference to, um, <sighs> fuck. Like, I know it's a reference to an X-Files episode, like, uh, that Kim Manners directed. Oh, I found it now. Yeah, um, there's the, it's a massive, it's an actual thing that happened, a massive explosion that was thought to be caused by a meteorite in Siberia in 1908 called the Tunguska event. And so uh, Kim Manners directed an episode of X-Files that referenced the same thing. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. So we've got Good old Dean walking down this abandoned-ish road um, in the countryside and finds a gas station. Um, and it's so here's my weird comments. The gas station is locked, appears to be closed, possibly abandoned, but obviously not because they have power. So I don't know if it's just closed. I don't think it's abandoned. I think it's just closed because that was a pretty well-stopped, like, yeah, convenience store and which also really nice for like because i know what that convenience store would look like it would I've look really like i've been that convenience store and it does not look that nice 
No. So, but anyway, he's able to get some water and um, find a newspaper and says that it's September 18th. I guess that actually to have a current newspaper that have to be just closed and not abandoned. But in the Pontiac Daily Gazette is there a copy of that saying it's September 18th. And um, anyway, so he takes a point to look at that for the date, which would have been four months after he died. Right. So um, he's, you know, cleans up, grabs a bunch of supplies, blah, 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 blah. But he notices that his scars from the hellhound attacks are completely gone. And how does he notice it? He By giving it. us an ab shot. He's just and like, boom, bitches, check out my six pack. Oh, but what does he maybe, discover? Maybe that's why they had such a high, like, viewer content in this one. Was Maybe that was in the promo. And they're just like, boom, check this out, bitches. And all the D- girls D-nabs. are like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. D-nabs did it. And but so all those scars are gone, but he has a new mark on him. Mm. And it's like this terrible, it looks very uncomfortable burn handprint on his shoulder or on his upper arm. It looks like those really terrible brands that people like got mm-hmm. in the 90s. Oh, like if things oh, came back know. in the 90s, don't bring that back. That was oh, that God. was not good. Not that good. is something no. that I'd probably see on the botch that I'm binge watching right now. Um, but yeah, so he's got this wicked handprint star. And so then he finds some food and some porn. Yeah. Of course, they have a copy of Busty, Busty Asian Beauties. Duh, that's his favorite. So he goes to get some cash because at this point he's like, fuck it, I need to get out of here. And um TV pops on, it's just straight static. He turns it off because that's creepy. As we've discussed that we don't like random appliances turning on around us. Then the radio comes on and it's playing like some saddled country music. And then the TV comes on too again. And he's like, fuck this. So he grabs salt and starts salting the place up because that's what you weird, do. Weird shit's happening, grab the salt. And uh, then there's this crazy, I don't know how else to describe the sound. I described it as feedback. It sounds like feedback. So it's basically they did a tone that was in a mid register that you would get. And then they did like, like other things like on top of it that would make it like it actually vibrate. So it is really uncomfortable, like just forever, like even for us as viewers. Yeah, so. I don't like watching. I don't like it. It reminded me of bad feedback, but yeah, no, but it's definitely bad feedback for sure. And so all the windows pop up and they pop out and there's glass everywhere. And then it just, yeah. And so fun, also fun fact. So Kim manners like to make things realistic. And on a panel, Jensen said that that was real glass and that his stunt double got the completely blasted with it. And like, he was all bloody. And then he, Jensen said that he had to fall into the glass. And so he was also like covered in like actual cuts from, from glass. Nice. Right. So he decides to go to the payphone outside now and try to call Sam, but that phone number is not in service. So he tried. So he calls Bobby. And it's kind of sad because Bobby doesn't believe it's him. And then he calls back and Bobby says he like gets mad at him and it's like, it's not you. And I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. So there we go. So he hot wires a 1962 Mercury Monterey. That is oh, just sitting outside. It. I was like, I was just, I was just guessing because I was like, Diana's gonna look this up. I'm like, is that a galaxy? Like, what the fuck is that? Nope, nope. 1962 Mercury Monterey. How the <laughs> fuck is that car working? Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was in pretty good condition inside. I mean, but like the yeah, the exterior. It, it looked like somebody had maintained it, but that is not the type of car usually is left sitting outside a closed gas station. 
Just saying. Unless it's like that mechanic type, you know, like the ones where the cars are always sitting there and they they never never work. Those cars never work. Those cars never work. And I think that's maybe why I was surprised at the car work because I'm like, oh, there's a car outside a gas station. Needs to be fixed. Anyways. So he drives to Bobby's. What else are you going to do? And uh, so Bobby tries to stab him like you do. Duh. And a fight scene breaks out. Duh. And so Dean tries to prove himself. Bobby pretends like he believes him and still attacks him again. Duh. But um, he basically is like saying, like, I'm not a shapeshifter or a revenant. So um, so he cuts himself with a silver knife to prove that, which looks uncomfortable. It does. He went very far with that. And yeah, yeah. that was an interesting choice. And so Bobby goes to hug him and they have like a sweet poignant moment. And then Bobby throws holy water in his face, which is hilarious. Yeah. And I think they did like even with the Sam one too, like this is like a serious moment, but it was just cut with such like funny things. Like just the timing on that was so good. Yeah, it was such a great timing. Great timing. So um, they both agree that basically it does not, this doesn't make any sense. And like, even if he was brought back in whatever way, his body has been laying in the ground for four months. So he should be pretty fucking ripe or rotten or gone or whatever. I don't, I'm not an expert on human decomposition, but I know four months is long enough that he wouldn't look, be looking as fresh as he do. That's yeah. We don't need to go into the, no, uh, we've gone through not. the decomp stages on the show before, uh, but yeah, he'd be gross. He'd be yeah. gross. As he says, he should look like a thriller video reject. Nope. But you don't. Mm-mm. So Bobby kind of fills in Dean that Sam went off on his own. Uh, Dean's pretty annoyed about this shit. And that, um, but Bobby's like, look, I wanted to salt and burn you. And Sam's insist on burying you, but um, b- because you were going to need your body. So Dean's kind of like, well, I guess he good. He did that, but still kind of weird. So um, Dean's convinced that Sam did some real bad mojo because bad mojo. Yeah. Bad, bad mojo, Sam. Or like a demon just yanked me out or rode me out. And I'm just yeah. like, woohoo, ride so Dean Demon. Gross. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. And so he's convinced Sam made a deal. That's the big summary here. He thinks that Sam got some fucked up demon magic going on to save his ass out of hell and made a deal. Right. Yeah. Yep. So Dean goes and you know sneaks around with the cell com- cell phone company to get Sam's um, GPS um, tracking on his phone, uh, and uh, kind of notices that it looks like Bobby's been drinking a lot since he died. Yeah. No. D- Bobby has been hitting the hooch because yeah. it's been hard, and he's been drinking like, and they all do this. Like, guys, man, like, how are your stomachs just not pieces of grossness? Like, aren't you just like, like you haven't taken a solid poop in a very long time, Bobby? Oh. You're just you're just spurting. Like, I'm sorry, it's gross, oh. but you can't drink that much whiskey and be okay. Trust me, I come from a long line of alcoholics. It's not fine. <laughs> all right, and so. um Dean basically has a cell phone company to pop his uh, look look for Sam's phone. Yeah, so they know they need to go to Pontiac, Illinois, and sure. they go they go to the hotel room that that they figure this out. Which I probably this hotel is pretty fucking cute. I'm just saying. Oh, we're gonna get yeah, we get into it later. So okay. I've got I got a whole thing to this room, but okay. so um, and a chick answers the door. What? And she's in her underwear. And who Ooh. is it? Who is who is this who lovely is it, actress? Who is this? Could could this possibly be uh, Gen- Genevieve 
Cortese at the time. AKA Genevieve Padalecki. So this is where we first meet. We don't know who she's playing. We just, we've met young Genevieve. Christy. And Christy, which is really funny if you think back to the foilers mm-hmm. and how um, there was a statement where it was a small town waitress named Christy mm-hmm. who got romantically involved with Sam. Yeah. Uh, so, but funny enough, so uh, Genevieve was, um, this is again from the Supernatural Companion book, um, she shared a story that she had. So she said, Jared and I were talking about Jim, aka Jim Beaver, Bobby, the other day. And I said, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And Jared was like, yeah, I think the last time you saw him, you were in your underwear, which is the most bizarre thing to say. I wasn't even supposed to be in my underwear for the scene. They changed it that morning. That was my first episode. So it was really awesome meeting everyone dressed like that. Her attire for the scene was scripted as a flimsy short lingerie like robe. And so a chance you know, they just said, you know, she would have felt as exposed. So the first time like she meets Jim Beaver is in her underwear. Oh, that's oh, yeah. great. And she looks adorable in her it little is. Yeah, it's just like oh, if I ever had shorts and a tank top looking cute. It was like the, that's a perfect like girl sexy sleeping outfit, I think, these days. So mm-hmm. Right, but she so, thinks they're pizza delivery guys and talks shit to him. But then they figure. But then finally, Sam sees, and uh, Sam sees who's at the door, and of course wants to try to attack Dean because duh. But uh, Bobby stops him and is like, "Uh, like no, this isn't. It's fine. I already did. We already we already went through this. Sam, we already did this. We did this. We can do it again anyways." And Dean's pissed because he's like, what, like you didn't do this? Because he's so convinced that that's, this is Sam's doing. So there's a bunch of, there's a big hug and tearing up. And Christy goes, so are you two like together? <laughs> so, yeah. Funny. And so yeah. she leaves and this is where we really get to see this room. And this room mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. fucking epic. There's tiger print wallpaper, which I'm so into right now. And there's even like a black velvet like tiger uh, painting up there, which I yeah. need. Like I'm pretty sure I can probably gonna get drunk after all this wine and order it off on eBay later. Yeah. But That's so remind me like next time when I come back um in two weeks that I'm like, why is there a fucking black velvet tiger like waiting at my door? You can you can point to this moment. Noted. So Dean Dean and Sam are talking about like uh like Dean keeps insisting, like, what did this cost? He's um and Sam, you know, and like Sam's insisting that he wanted to make a deal and would have done anything to save Dean, but no one would make a fucking deal with him, which is pretty crazy. Uh, so he was really upset that he could not stop Dean from suffering in hell. But um, yeah. so <sighs> Dean's just really like confused about what got him out then, what dragged him out of hell if Sam wasn't involved in the whole process. And Sam's like, I, I, I have a note here. It was like, but if not Sam, what pulled him out? And then I have <laughs> pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam's like, uh, I gave up on trying to save you and just went after fucking Lilith because why not? So I just like, I, you know, and but he then he apologizes for not keeping in touch with Bobby. Aww. Yeah. Aww. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sam's, Bobby said, Sam's, yeah. Sam's in Pontiac basically following some demons to try to figure out what's going out, what's going on with Lilith. That's really all that, that he's done recently. Yeah. 
so pretty much the day Dean popped up, Sam was like, these demons just like took off to Tennessee. And Sam was like, I'm going to follow him. This yeah. seems like I'm going to. They, they, and so what we don't know yet is that he didn't follow him alone, but we don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so Bobby's like, I oh, know, psychic. Yeah. And um, Dean, uh, this is where we also find out that Dean has no real recollection of anything from the time he remembers the hellhounds and then he remembers that's what he says well that's what he's telling us he remembers the hellhounds and he remembers then waking up in the coffin but then you see him in the mirror washing his face and he's having those red flashes again and they're they're not pretty they're not also at this point yeah sam gives demon demon gives dean back his amulet yes which is very sweet is a very sweet moment. All right. So, yeah, we've got Dean is apparently lying about shit. Shocking. What? Um, I know. Like, one of them's going to hide something from the other. They have never done this. But you know what? We're going to go find a psychic, right? Yeah. So, I, I found a statement, though. As so the three of them are going to the cars to go meet the statement. No, get the statement. Go meet the, <laughs> the psychic. And Dean says, I almost forgot about baby. That motherfucker would not forget about baby. That is a lie. He would not forget about baby. That upset me. But anyways, uh, and then he's really pissed about the iPod, which I think is silly. Well, he just put in a jack. He didn't put in like a new stereo. I will say he put in a stupid fucking dock that looks hideous hanging from there. It was not just a jack. Yeah, but it's like that's you can just throw the the, that's just a a, what's the word for it? If the dock unclips easily, I would let yeah, it fly. Yeah, it looked, just like it a, it looked like it clipped it. Like, it didn't look like it was anything permanent. Right, I so, was concerned about the dock, but I, I do, I, the jack, I'm completely in favor of. So, there we go. So, we get um, a song, um, by Vision by Jason Manns comes off, and Dean is not amused and turns it off. Yeah, which is funny in many levels if you are a, a part of you know SPN family and go to a lot of cons. Uh, Jason Mans has become he's also he's a friend of a friend of everybody on the show, but it was a friend yeah. of Jason. Jason. Jason is a friend of Jared and Jensen. There's yes. a lot of fucking J's, man. Oh, That's just like um, so. Anyways, uh, he actually was co-hosting um, a lot of the last con we went to because Richard Spates too good to go to cons. Apparently. Yeah. So while they're driving, Dean asks Sam about how he made it out of the house since after um, Dean got attacked by the hellhound, since Lilith was going to kill him. And um, this is where Sam shares that basically she couldn't, he was immune somehow and she just fucking left and that Ruby's dead. Um, And uh, Dean asks if Sam's been using his freaky ESP stuff at this point. Uh, And Sam's like, no, because you asked me not to. That's basically your dying wish. Yeah. I, stop free, weird. Stop psychic shaming him, Dean. I also yeah. know it. It's like, it's really, it's a pretty Annoying. obvious setup. I think oh, it's a totally obvious setup. Obvious. I'm like, well, obviously he's using the shit out of this. Like, even I'm like, duh. Like, so. why would Dean even think of this? I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense. So, like, because the psychic power, I mean, he didn't see Sam use them for, like, forever. Whatever. Because I don't care. I just want to get on to the next scene. All right. So, Dean, Sam's yes. not using it. Yeah, okay. There right, we go. We're done. Now, we're done. to meet the, the, this bad bitch that I want to hang out with, Pamela Barnes, the best damn psychic in the state. She hot. 
she hot she's i when uh her act the woman who plays her is actually a lesbian yes fam, yes um thunderbird i will be so gay for you um but yeah, yeah. she and her name is thunderbird she used to go by tracy but her name yes. is thunderbird dinwiddie yeah. and that name yeah. is fucking rad she's you fucking are a bad rad. bitch you know what else is rad she's a fucking aerialist so yes, she was in a also, show about aerialists. She was in a movie about aerialists. She was in a movie called Aerialists, but before yeah. that, uh, she started learning trapeze and she does like a lot of like these days she's not acting anymore, I don't think. Um, I think she's just concentrating on other parts of her life. You go, you bad bitch, but because she really likes drumming and shit, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a trapeze artist, like she does a bunch of I love obviously I'm trying to be a, a an aerialist. An I mean, I at least get an aerialist apparatuses. I don't know if like you know, but I, she's fucking awesome. And she opens the door in a fucking Ramones tank top and a pyramid belt. Yeah. Yes, bitch. Yes. yes. Yes, please. Thank you. <sighs> I love her. And uh, yeah, and Diana, like, and she's been waiting. And it was just like this episode, because I didn't think you knew about Pamela, because she's not that like well known in the the sphere she's known but she's not as uh public i guess is the word i'm looking for mm-hmm. um, you haven't seen her at a con and um, no she's 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 not as as high profile as some of the characters high profile that, that is the word i was looking yeah. for but yeah before this episode excited. i was like you're gonna get to meet like, one of my favorite characters and i was hyperventilating like that and jane was like slay your old liz like it's fine but now you understand why yeah. because she, awesome. i'm like oh no I'm like she's us got it noted so she's hot and um she uh <clears throat> is basically trying to help figure out help them figure out what what the fuck is going on and why dean got out of hell and she said i like her she uses the term ouija'd as <laughs> as like a ouija can be a verb as a verb yeah so why not she ouija'd her way through a dozen spirits i'm like okay i like you and she's insisting, though, they're not going to summon anything, though. She just wants to take a peek, like a crystal ball without the crystal. So um, she crouches down and she definitely has a bad tramp stamp that says Jesse forever. <laughs> the Jesse wasn't forever. She wasn't forever, as she says. So uh, and Dean's all ready to get all up on this. And uh, Sam tries to call him out. And so she invites Sam to join. Yeah, she Sam also says she will eat you alive and he's yeah. not wrong which is why she's a bad bitch because yeah. like this like gene winchester i think like if you've met your mat yeah no she can take you down a few pegs I, I also like though in this scene instead of sam like oh god damn it dean flirting again like you know he always gets like Ugh. he didn't get like that he's all like Haha, she's gonna eat you alive man like oh like sam must sam looks like he got some so he's chilling out as I was about to say, I was like, no, Sam's been getting some, which is why he's no longer like, oh, I wish somebody would touch my penis. My girlfriend died at <sighs> a ceiling. <And> like, <laughs> you just said, I wish someone would touch my penis. My girlfriend died in a ceiling. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So they decided to have a seance to talk to more of the spirits. Uh, trying to figure out which spirit is uh, the one that helped get Dean out of hell and uh, she grabs Dean's junk and then um, and then she Dean redirects her to the handprint on his arm which Sam had, he hadn't, obviously hadn't shown Sam at this point because Sam kind of reacts to this which is weird like 
I don't know. I feel like they're like, God, they're like, they, 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 like, they like showering next to each other. Like, but yeah, I would probably be like, check out this giant handprint on my like, arm. Oh, wait, you didn't help me get out of hell. I don't know how I got out of hell. Look at this shit on my shoulder, motherfucker. Like, they're like, look at the shit that's sticking out of my shirt that I can clearly see like this oh, giant fucking me. terrible, like frat boy tattoo burn. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So anyways, so she starts invoking some spirit. There's a lot of chanting and things start shaking. The TV turns on with static again. And she says the name Castiel. But and she says like, so, and she's also this time just evoking, conjuring and commanding. And the oh. way like she does this, like it's so fucking hot. Like I just like, if all witch ceremonies were like this, like, yeah, I would be like summoning shit every day. Just invoking, conjuring and commanding. Oh, oh it's so good. So uh, and she's also like, no, you don't scare me. <laughs> Mr. And, she's like, show him, and, and she insists that they show their face. And Bobby's like, maybe we should stop. This is not going well. So the candles flare up. This is another like fear of mine. I don't like this. Not like an actual fear, but it's upsetting. And fire shoots out of her fucking eyes. And there's blood and she collapses and it all stops. And her entire eye sockets are burned out. Yeah, my note for this is fuck her eyes. Fuck. Uh, so, but apparently, uh, uh, Thunderbird also said, you know, so this is, you know, it's my first day working in Supernatural, and I went, went right into having my eyeballs burnt out. The camera had to move through three roaring streams of fire, and as it came through, the fire actually bent around the camera towards my eyes. And the first take, I was terrified the fire would actually burn my eyes. We did it several more times. I had to keep screaming. So I was hoarse as I'll, as I'll get out. You can hear it in my voice when I say I can't see. My voice was three notches lower than normal. And if you, you like, when I watched this after reading that, I was like, oh no, like you can tell, like her voice is like, oh, like I can't see. I mean, I just figured I'd be real upset. So my voice would be fucked up. But yeah. I'd be like, bitch, you better be paying me extra. Like, I would just be like, we're going to renegotiate my contract right now. I would just like walk out and be like, no, 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 no. So this was that was just very upsetting. So we cut to Johnny Mac's diner and Sam and Dean are there. Um, Sam talked to Bobby and apparently Pam's out of ICU, but she is blind. So Dean's like, no, we got to summon this Castiel motherfucker. Um, that's it. And Sam's like, no, let's just follow these demons. That seems safer right now. So uh, then their waitress is delivering Dean's food and just pulls up a chair and sits right the fuck down like she's part of their table. Guess what? She's a demon. Oh my God. She's a diamond. And so is everybody else. Everybody in the diner, <laughs> except for them, is demons. So she's like, Dean, you're lucky. What and but why? But what makes you so special? And he has his smart ass response is that I like to think it's because of my perky nipples. Which is amusing, but also like very like womp womp. Okay, Dean. This womp womp is really funny because, like I said earlier, I've been, been watching botched. So I've had a lot of, I've seen a lot of things about perky nipples lately. And it was just like, oh, the simulation is happening again. Oh my God. So she says, like, he admits that he doesn't know how he got out and she accuses him of lying, but he's like, no, I'm not. Do you know how the fuck I got out? So she's like, no, but I'll drag you back. And so there's this whole thing back and forth. uh, And that uh, basically she, he, he, Dean has read the situation to figure out that the demons are fucking scared too. And they don't know how he got out or 
whatever because it's above their pay grade. So they have a staring contest. There is. And there's some <laughs> weird comment about showing up on her doorstep with Vaseline and a fire hose. It, that was. Do you need me to explain that to you? No, I just thought it was a weird, like, add in in this conversation. Okay. You know, that's a. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Okay. It's a sex joke. I'm just like, well, that he was going to shove a fire hose up her ass, and yeah, yeah okay. I just, um, well, I just thought it was like a weird thing at that moment. It was just very no, bizarre. This it's also very weird, but the staring contest is hilarious. And then, like, it breaks the staring contest by slapping the fuck her. out of her. He just slaps her. He just slaps her twice, and she doesn't retaliate. It's so, very, well, like, after the, after like, the fire hose, she does to- say she does say she's going to reach down his throat and pull out his lungs. So, I mean. He called her fucking bluff. Basically, he's like, oh, they're fucking scared. They ain't going to do shit to me because they don't know what's touched me. So that's why he slaps her. She doesn't do shit. So he's like, here's some money and they leave. Well, I think the second slap was because it was fun. But um, yeah, I mean, slapping people, I don't care who it is. It's always kind of fun to slap somebody in the face. It's been a long time. So I'm going to slap anybody. Yeah. Um, When's the last time you slapped somebody in the face? It's It's been been a a very long time. Yep. Um, Anyway, so yeah, but apparently he did get some pie because he was like, mmm, pie. Um, That's what he paid her for. Yeah. So Dean and Sam, as they're leaving, Dean points out that they're both really freaked out because it's super close, but also they've realized that the demons are scared of whatever pulled him out of hell. So we cut back to the super adorbs hotel room um, and um, uh, Dean's passed out. And so Sam decides to sneak the fuck out. So we know Sam's up to some shady shit or shit that he's not shady, but shit that he's definitely keeping from, um, from from dean so he wakes up with uh, of course dean like wakes up because the tv and the fucking radio come on again so he grabs the gun scans the room and you get the fucking feedback sound and covers his ears and all the glass including the mirrored ceiling shatter all over him yes so we learn this hotel has a mirrored ceiling at this point we also get to see that the bedspread is also leopard print Mm -hmm. even though it is a um a pullout bed. Um, so, and also he was sleeping surrounded by books, which is just something like I will say I, I'm a fan of doing that does, it, that does it for you. Well, I mean, I also just do that. Well, technically, I like fall asleep on my couch surrounded by books, but anyways, yeah. So Bobby's gonna rush in. Yeah, so he finds um Bobby rushes in and they're like, uh, okay, we're gonna go try to let's figure some shit out and so uh they call sam because they're like where is he and he's like oh i just got hungry i went to get a burger because he's a fucking liar and so dean's gonna lie right back and be like oh yeah we're going for a beer so he's like all right we're gonna go they get a phone and dean's like yeah we're gonna go summon this shit bobby is not stoked yeah so clearly we have not learned anything from any of the past four three seasons and we're just gonna continue to Go do our do, thing. Not, and go do our thing help. and not and would not tell each other. Yeah. Because that always goes well. I like Bobby's comments. We could choose life. <laughs> Anyways. I was oh, so Bobby. Sam's at the diner and uh finds the 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 demon chef is on the floor, blood, uh blood everywhere, his eyes are gone. And then he gets attacked by the female that was the waitress there, and they have a big fight, but her eyes are gone too. And um he's uh he asks, he's like, what did you see? And she's like, it's the end. The end. Uh, it's the end. 
And then so. she's like, go to hell. And he's like, wait, you or something. And then, like yeah. And so then he uses fucking crazy ass, like his psychic Jedi mind trick to make. I'm just calling it hand magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like gonna high five you to death. Like it's just like it's it's like a cosmic high five, and it makes her puke up the demon cock smoke. Yep, and then it just kind of like, but this time it doesn't like it looks like it's trying to like go up, but then it just like goes down. And then he checks for the pulse on the body, but it's dead. So it's basically he's figured out how to do like a psychic exorcism without the ritual, is what it seems like. But the demons get forced out but i guess he was trying to check if the human body was still alive and it wasn't well and i mean her eyes were burnt out <laughs> like, that body yeah. went through some traumatic that body went through some traumatic shit yeah i mean beyond just having a demon riding her like her eyes were burnt out like yeah. I, I think it's good let her go let her be in peace and then we see our christy from the beginning uh walk in and it's and not christy it's not Guess who, who is it? Is. It's Ruby. It's Ruby. And it's Ruby. And it's so get, we have a new Ruby. So Ruby, Ruby got a new body. And so, anyways, Sam's like, I asked her what's going on. She's like, he she knows it's not a demon, it's cosmic. It's cosmic, man. It's you know, cosmic, like nothing I've ever seen before. Oh my god. Oh. So uh bobby gets to get a little crazy with spray paint in a silo type uh or like a it's like a, a steel building I think, it's yeah, it's like it, it's like kind of like a bunker it's a lot yeah it's but like, also it looks kind of like a steel it looks like a bunker slash it also just looks like a like a like a steel barn building it's, a barn, it's a barn dominium and yeah so they had uh they just started tagging shit they're like we're gonna tag everything i think i think and, some of, i think one of the, like the terms that the kids would say he was getting loose with the paint is that what the kids today say i don't fuck i don't fuck i don't think anybody has ever said that but i am certain someone has because i've heard them say but okay anyway all right but um anyway so the symbols were actually taken from um various of like like legit the art the art department took it from like literal things yeah but they changed it just in case so like everything is kind of real but like it's a little off because they didn't want it they didn't want to invoke anything. They didn't want to accidentally summon or like some shit. Or I've seen I've seen far too many episodes of television to know you accident. You know you paint something on the ground out of a book. You better and know what demon, it is. And demons coming out of it. That just yeah. this is how the world works. Yep. So um, they decide to start their ritual. We cut back to Ruby and Sam um, talking and um, basically, yeah, she's fucking straight up admits, yeah, fuck yeah, I've been keeping things from Dean. And says Sam, and Sam wants to wait to tell him what they've been doing because it's related to the psychic stuff. And she's like, well, do I need to fucking step back? And he's like, no, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure about all this that we're doing, but I know I'm saving people and that's important. So this has revealed to us something important about what has been going on while while Dean has been in hell and while Sam has not been keeping in touch with Bobby. We now know that Sam and Ruby have been running around together working on sam's psychic skills and hunting demons teaching sam hand magic <laughs> more ways than one <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can do magic with your hands sam <sighs> oh god 
so we go back to um dean and bobby in the in the in the barn and uh the ceiling starts banging around lights explode the door opens and a man in a trench coat (gasps) there's a man in a trench coat who can it be who can be this man in a trench coat so dean and bobby start blasting because that's what they do they start shooting shit and so dean asks who he is and says i'm the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition yes yes he does he -hmm. says that and then dean stabs him (laughs) stabs him with a demon knife and it doesn't do shit Whoa. And then and then Bobby attacks him, and then the strange man in a trench coat boops into unconsciousness. He goes boop, boop, and he passes out. So, but Bobby, but, but he makes sure that Dean knows that Bobby ain't dead. So Dean's like, uh, so what are you? And he answers, I'm an angel of the Lord. Well, first he says, I'm Castiel. And well, he's Castiel like, Yeah, is. I know that. He's like, duh, we pieced that together. Okay. And so, but he says, I'm an angel of the Lord. And Dean says, there's no such thing. And Dean, and this is something that's this actually ties back to like an ongoing theme a little bit because Castiel calls out Dean's lack of faith. And then he shows shadow of his wings and there's a lot of thunder. Yes, they're great shadow wings and they're very pretty. And I wish like I could go and then have like wings, giant shadow, black shadow wings. wings. Which are much easier, much easier to make and carry around than actual wings giant shadow wings yeah shadow wings no. seem a lot less un- but but like in, if you look at like in lucifer their wings were not like in yeah i think this is also i think it's really we start thinking about hey so we have this is the beginning right and we'll, we'll have many many more talks about angels but so when we've got angels like this is huge yeah it's a thing because the, the brother because the brothers in general haven't necessarily had as much as they've been against evil they've talked about hell they've talked about demons they ha- and they've talked about all these other like bad shit but they've never really acknowledged good well and they've also really we've and there's we've no re- no demons. religious faith there's not really any religious faith here and it's been brought up before uh, kind of like angels and they're like no that's not a thing that's not real and now we have we have one this and so but dean's legit being like what the fuck if you're like how are you an angel you just burned out pamela's eyes like why would an angel do that i told i told her not to look too close and i don't really know my own like it's really hard for humans to hear and see me that's why the tv static was real weird when i tried to talk to you before that is clearly not Castiel's voice, but okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, but he's just like, I thought, I think it was interesting too. It's like, I thought you could, right? So he's like, Yeah, I thought you were different that you would be able to hear me, basically. Is which kind of was like, Yeah, I pulled you out of hell. I thought you would be special, uh, but it's never like, but, okay, you but you're not. They're, he's like, Okay, so you're still like Dean. I think this is kind of setting up some stuff, right? And so we're learning things, right? So Dean's been pulled from hell. He says he doesn't remember it yeah um but he does yeah. it was not good uh but so far dean doesn't have any special powers or anything yeah, he's, not special, he's not been special enough to handle communicating directly with an angel in angel form so the castiel is in the body of a human kind of possessed like a Yep. And this is, I think, the first time you really get this term vessel as opposed to just meat suit. Um, I prefer meat suit, but uh, vessel also works. I I think vessel in some way makes sense because this person supposedly like opened themselves up to it as opposed to being taken against their will. 
yes, and we'll, I think, you know, further down that line, we may get some more definitions for it, but this is the first time we've heard this used. And so we were, but we're just like, you know, this guy, he wanted it. He asked for it. He prayed for it. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck is paying for this? And I guess, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't know it was really an option to be like, oh, please let me like be possessed by an angel. That'd be bad. Yeah. However, and we're not going to go too deep. Uh, We'll, another time we'll we have many more times to talk about what's behind castiel but i know it's like i was you starting to do some initial research on it um a lot of the information regarding this particular angel that is likely based on they're all from like the angel sites right so there's the people who are like these are the cards you use to communicate with your angel yeah so and i guess like super like religious people i guess you know believing in angels but do they ask to be possessed i just never heard that before i just that's i thought that was odd i guess but i mean like fill me with your I mean, holy like, spirit or like use me as your vessel on earth but that doesn't typically i mean maybe they're saying that and not really meaning like maybe they mean it more figuratively <laughs> oh not so literally but i don't know that's how i take it so castiel is like uh you don't think you deserve to be saved is his question to Dean because Dean's like, why would you pull me out? Why would an angel pull me out of hell? And then uh, he follows up. Cassiel follows up with God commanded it because we have work for you. And see, Holy shit. Yeah. Another important thing during that, that back and forth is also Cassiel going, you know, not only that you don't have faith is you don't think you could, you should have been saved. Right. Like your guilt was so bad that you think this is what you deserve to like be in hell. Yeah, it's pretty pretty gnarly. It's pretty fucked up, but yeah. Pretty gnarly. Welcome to season four, bitches. Right. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm pretty excited to get some of these characters that I've had an awareness of their existence, but don't know much about, I don't know. I don't know anything about the characters really, but I know that they exist and that they're beloved. And I know that I'm going to get to meet a lot of them this season. So I'm pretty fucking stoked about that. I already got to meet one, even though I'm mixed feelings right this minute, which I think is understandable from this episode. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I'm a little I mean, Technically you got to meet three. You got to meet Pamela. That's true. We got to meet a new Ruby. We got to meet yes. Genevieve, this Ruby. Yeah. And then we got to meet Misha as um, oh. as Castiel. I do have a couple of cast notes just off the top. So oh, uh, by the sure. way, um, so we already obviously talked about um, um, Thunderbird. Genevieve, because Genevieve, that's oh. pretty obviously. Um, Pamela Barnes um, was played by Thunderbird and did we, we talked about that. But in addition to the aerialist show, she was actually uh, an ongoing character called Regina in The Walking Dead. And mm-hmm. um, she was in The Notebook, which I've never seen and I'm okay with it, but I just thought I'd share that. And I then I have never watched The Notebook either. I and I will never, I will never. But she did come up in a, a listicle of like top 10. I, I don't know if it was same sex or it was just top 10 hottest scenes that are written by somebody who was from the community, but 
she um had another a movie like they described the sex scene of her like oh my god it sounds like it was her and another woman and it sounds like fucking like i was like i i'm kind of turned on just reading your description so she's done some good work miss and i i encourage you to go to youtube and go watch her like uh, obstacle training videos like she was born in 1973 so she's my brother's age so that would make her like 46 47 um bitches like in shape she's in shape and it's so good so go i go down the thunderbird rabbit hole it's so good and i don't think i need to go down a rabbit hole about the background of of uh, misha collins playing deal yeah but but it's a couple of past works i know he's got other things he's doing now and he's at the cons and everything else and he's got um some series he's doing but in the past um i would note that he was uh tony in girl interrupted what and uh, he was another show he was on. Um, he had a uh, he was a character called Alexis on 24. I know it was a popular show as well. I didn't get into it, but I know that. I'm like, can I get into a mindset to rewatch Girl Interrupted? Oh I don't God. know if I can. I mean, I love that movie. I watched it, it was, a lot when I was young, but like 99, like emotional, like 90s angsty girls, like had to watch that movie repeatedly up to the 2000s, obviously. But I if, I if I watch that, would now. I hate myself for the 90s even more so. than I hate myself for the 90s? Now? I think so. That's why I don't want to watch it again. I thought it was interesting that he was in it because that movie meant so much to me at the time. It meant so, so much to all of us, for all, all the little alternative girls who were just like, I mean, we had Angelina Jolie. We had, oh God, we, I'm sure there's an entire podcast or series of running a girl interrupted somewhere. Oh. Uh, but yeah. Um, any yeah. other cast notes? No, those are my those are my biggies. I just wanted to hit those real fast. I thought they were worth mentioning. So we had some great acting in here and some acting people, and people we sing again, especially. I thought that was important to me. Yeah, I'm sure honestly, I didn't even look at the people who were in the demon the demons from the scene because there were just too like there were too many other big entrances. Big so. interactions, yeah. yeah. So there we go. That's what I got. Cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope everyone else did. I am so excited to be in season four. I am too. Very exciting. Things are just going to ramp up from here. All right. We're going to get crazy this year. This season. Whatever. All right. Cheers, Jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us devilstrap at devilstrappodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't be a dick production. Meow. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow. <laughs>